Hello and welcome everyone. This is Cindy Silva and the Metaphysical Wisdom Podcast. I'm here with my guest, Mary Anya Curtis. I'm very excited about this topic Mary Anya has brought forward for us today. It's very timely with our collective experience. We'll be talking today about healing the matriarchal lineage. And before I bring Mary Anya forward, I would love to share a little bit about her um, and the amazing work that she's bringing forward to the community. Mary Anya helps mitigate the effects of our lives on our bodies. She approaches her sessions with respect, love, and a desire to release the issues that prevent us from having a joyful life. She has a mind and a heart to help us discover and gain peace with the root cause of any disagreeable energy held in our body and mind. Marianya acts as a guide and an inspiration to encourage us to face the fear and to together walk through it. She teaches and shares tools that have helped many people handle most situations with success and particularly she works with women in transformation and in fact she's in the process of writing a book on that very topic. So welcome Marianya. Thank you for making time to speak with me today and to bring your wisdom forward for the benefit of our listeners. Mm, Thank you so much Cindy and welcome everyone. It's really a pleasure and a privilege to be here. Yeah, and you've been a presenter on the WIND Network and are currently a supporter of the network as you're taking a sabbatical to write your book. So I want to thank you for supporting that network and to give a shout-out to the WIND Network. You can learn more about the faculty and the supporters at worldclasswind.com. And to find out more about Marianya and her work, you can go to her website, Return to Joy, using the numeral 2. So return numeral 2, joy.com. And that will take you to her website where you can learn more about her work with angels and her amazing body work and um, technologies she has found that support people in crossing the threshold um, to reclaiming their voice and using their voice in the world to bring change and um, liberation to the parts of us that have been trapped, stuck, or uh, struggling to find expression. So, Marianya, our topic today, very exciting and timely to be addressing this issue of healing the matriarchal lineage. I'd love to hear your perspective on that, how it relates to us collectively and individually and and the wisdom you have to bring forward about that through your own experience. Okay, I'd love to. I I think we've been sold a bill of goods. It's as simple as that. <laughs> that we did something wrong and we are going to pay penance for it for the rest of our lives throughout our history. And it's just not true. And the climate today is showing us in a big way how untrue the story is by the transparency and the, ex- the exposing of character and practice in the world, in the news. And I want to bring the world to a peaceful place, to an understanding place where we have kindness and love and self-acceptance and forgiveness and we are able to navigate our world with all the people because it's become so small now with the internet that we interact with people on the other side of the world daily and we've got to find acceptance so that we can move on and in a community on this planet instead of all these fractionated parts that are creating a lot of tension and um, war. So I'm a child of the 60s, and and I keep going back to that utopian belief that we can have world peace. And 
And I like that image. I like people getting along and helping each other and respect and accountability. And those are qualities that are necessary if we are going to move forward in this world. Yes, indeed, I agree. And how does that connect to healing the matriarchal lineage? It's fearless and it's fierce. <laughs> and it's, it is really taking a look at what your beliefs are about who you are as a woman. Now, we've had many things come, and, you know, many women hearing this may be grandmothers, so you went through the 60s and women's liberation, but you remember before that your own mother and how she was. And if you go back to her, she may have been Rosie the Riveter. The women were put into the job force to do all of these things because the men were at war, you know, they were building airplanes and building machines and then the men came home for more and they were supposed to go back home and be a homemaker. Well, that just didn't work. And and so the ones, you know, there's there's a lot of control over women all around the world. And the control is not just the patriarchy or the male. The control is when we buy into that's what needs to happen. Because in my lifetime, when I bought that I did something wrong or out of place or upset my husband, his reaction made me small. It wasn't supportive in that, oh, it's just a mistake. I had to learn that and and a different you know different men i'm not saying all men or all women in any way but we have these characteristics within us which are feminine and masculine and so i'm really looking at what messages i have inside of me that are the just keep going girl you can do it you can take care of everything you're wonder woman you know how to handle all these different things and and always what will pop up and especially in talking about it was an old commercial for Anjali and it was this woman in a suit, sexy, and she's sing she's got a frying pan and a suit and a briefcase and kids and she's singing this song, I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan and never let you forget you're a man because I'm a woman. It's like, okay, that was about hair color. <laughs> you know? But but it put out this image of the woman that can do everything. And it kind of encapsulated a bit of that period of time that has, okay, now women are raised knowing they can do anything and they can, they can be on the football team, they can be on the baseball team, they compete with men. And, and you know, there's a lot of, of young people coming forward where that's all they know. They haven't known that. But what I hear is that they don't really know how to do relationship without getting that same type of, oh, my gosh, she's not happy with me. Or, you know, I'm done with this. I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I don't have to. I'm out of here. Rather than working through things and finding out, you know, the beauty of relationship is that we love each other, we want to be together, we enjoy each other's company, and we're also healing childhood wounds and triggers and We'll talk about that throughout this um, time we have together. But I want to just take a break here and let that settle. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. As you were speaking, it reminds me of something Marianne Williamson said, which is interesting because I received a 
an email today. I just want to let people know that we're speaking um, today is April 4th, 2019, and Marianne Williamson is running. She's a candidacy for president for 2020, and she's partnering with our local mayor here, Heidi Harmon, and offering a, a talk and a workshop on activism. So it's really um, curious to see that and supportive of that. But anyway, what I remember Marianne Williamson saying years ago is that um, she was having challenges in relationships. And what she finally realized in hindsight with all of her relationship challenges is that um, she couldn't have a relationship with a man that worked because she was the man in her life. She didn't need a man. She she was all yang energy. She she wasn't really about balanced in her yin. There was too much yang, mm-hmm. and so it was creating you know the issue in relationship. And I you know, have witnessed that in myself and my relationship and a complete and total transformation of going from a very yang driven, strategic, active personality based on how I was shaped um, by my environment to seeing through that and acquiescing uh, to the yin nature, which, you know, we often will use the term feminine and masculine, but when it comes down to it, my experience is if we get to the source of this internal energy relationship and we strip away the we could say gender aspect of it and get to the raw power of what's really uh, being expressed here. It comes down to yin and yang. And Mm -hmm. there's a passive and receptive quality to yin that we, you know, that women both, we both have, men and women both have, but uh, women are more designed for that type of receptivity and when we are conditioned to be constantly in our yang, we lose that capacity. We we disconnect from the capacity. We never really fully use it, but it doesn't get developed in a way that I feel what you're wanting to guide people to is that inner wisdom of listening to the intuitive, soulful guidance which is a very um, very much connected to our yin astuteness. So I wonder if this is tracking what you're speaking to and bringing us into alignment with what your topic is about healing the matriarchal lineage. Yes, I, I, I like that analogy um, at the representation of it because it's the light and the dark. And it's all good. There's nothing wrong with doing shadow work to find out what is going on. It's the subconscious work. And seeing how it is um, interpreted in your life. And um, I'm going to just think about this for a minute because there's lots of ideas popping in my head. As we do this... Because if we keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, we just, it's like we can't reinvent the wheel all the time. We need to really go within and find out what is pushing that forward. Why do we keep trying to do something that doesn't work? And and this is relationships, which is a good thing. And see, with all of the freedom and independence of birth control and and so many women having babies as solo parents, um, whether it's a chosen, I'm going to have a baby and raise the baby myself, or they're having a baby and they expected it to be a partnership and it's not. There are a lot of children running around that have lost a male influence or a, a healthy male influence in their life and we need that we need that that groundedness of 
and security that the male represents. But we also need mama, you know, to be a, a mother bear about things and and protect the child rather than them going into daycare so mama can work. So there's a lot of things that have shifted that have happened that have, have disrupted the community that we used to have. And so if we went way back to community living, which is more indigenous people, um, that the community works together, that there's lots of aunties and uncles and and we help each other. A lot of, you know, communities are, are trying to do that type of living now where we share, we help each other. You have this skill, I have that skill. So we we barter or we um, use our skills in a collective. Hopefully that works out pretty well. If the leadership is good, it can. And we also contrast that with so many single-parent homes where the parent is doing all the roles and it's it's a challenge it really is i've been there and and so that gang energy is what is if you know that's the job that's the getting through the day that's planning that's putting the roof on the house that's you know paving the driveway or servicing the car and the yin energy is that sweet part of just being and and nurturing and providing a soul sustenance that is so important and and so that is the role of the mother the mother gives birth and she feeds the baby and and so that's expected but it's mm-hmm. not always the way it turns out you know there's a movie where it shows the grandpa um the flockers, I think flockers, that he's trying to feed the baby with steak breast, and it's like he just doesn't have the touch. But, but you know, it was it was interesting. <laughs> he was trying because he was a very controlling man, and and anyway, I don't want to jump off into that. But, but what I do want to look at in our lineage is not so much the um, different styles of of raising children but how what is the style that you grew up in was you know what was the the ease of growing up or or was it a struggle what was the the monetary intake you know where did you know you would have food on the table did you have a bed with clean linens did you have so much that you had um, an au pair or a nanny and lived with riches and and parents that maybe weren't there because you had a nanny there's so much contrast to how we grew up but if we go back into that and feel it in our bodies where that settled you know whether whether you felt like your life was rich you had all the love you could receive or you felt like you were lacking and maybe even felt resentment or betrayal that you came you know you weren't given what you needed and so those things rest in our body. Those feelings can be really big. And and an example would be um, I've worked with so many women that their fathers left when they were two or three or four. And so the belief that they carry was, one, somehow they caused it, and two, that they cannot trust men because men leave you. So in relationship as an adult, they often have jealousy issues. They have big trust issues about the man. And so their actions are 
a subconscious action, but they're wanting the man to prove that he will be there for him no matter what. So I heard a, a computer go off. Is there... Are we still together here? Oh, yeah. I I didn't okay. hear it on this end. Okay. So, yeah, I think you're bringing up a really good piece in terms of um, how subconscious patterns can run our lives. And if we're not aware and we're so busy, you know, trying to achieve in the outer world and we don't pause to look at what's motivating us, you know, hidden um, programs that are motivating us based on fear that can masquerade as, you know, um, achieving something better in the future, which is really, you know, the the big, um, what do I want to say, just the big illusion, you know, that um, there's something better in the future, which really robs us of life in the moment. That's the big piece, I think, that mindfulness is bringing into awareness people that are attracted to that and practicing mindfulness learn how to appreciate what they have and and live in the moment even if it's pain or sorrow or something that there's some value in that that we don't have to wait for 20 years to look back in hindsight and understand the challenge that maybe an illness has brought to our life is helping us get out of maybe a job that isn't really serving us or doesn't fully support our creativity, that sometimes life brings in grace that doesn't feel and look like grace. Um, It feels kind of gnarly and we feel victimized by it. But if we understand that life is conspiring on our behalf and trust it and open to what's here now, we shift our perspective and uh, the way we see ourselves. And and, in my sense of how this works and how it's unfolded in my life and people I've worked with is that the only possibility for change is when we see ourselves differently. It has to start there because if we if we keep creating from the same personality and structure, we create the same thing over and over. But if we can change our perspective of ourselves through like what you're inviting, introspection and looking at these hidden unconscious patterns that were shaped early on in our lives, then we get insight into seeing beyond our coping strategies and agendas to what's really there wanting to emerge and then act and create from that place something different folds out into our life like a fractal that is a different sort of geometry so it attracts different things, different people, resources and experiences that reflect that new, not new identity, but the original identity that's been hidden in all of the entrapments. So I I love that um, this lineage piece that you're bringing in is connecting us back to the shaping and molding of our original environment. That feels really important to look at that. Yes, and there's more because if just as an example, if one of your parents was raised with money, with resources, with the ability to create and have enough. And the other parent was raised with struggle and insecurity and possibly abuse and alcoholism, for instance. Then as parents, even though they don't want to bring that to you if it's unhealed within them they still carry that energy that makes an imprint on you so if we go further back to what was your grandmother's experience you were an egg in her belly 
and and that's where the epigenetics comes in, which is the study of the DNA and the imprints that is made on a living being. And and I'm just going to give you a real brief, unscientific viewpoint of it that we have certain factors that we inherit, which is hair color and skin and 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 a belief. Um, well, my mother had arthritis and these great big knuckles, so of course I was going to get arthritis and have these big, great big knuckles. Or, or my father had heart trouble, and so it runs in the family. Or someone died of cancer, so it runs in the family. I'm probably going to get it. Well, that's a belief, and and if you nurture that belief, and by nurturing that, I mean you play it over and over in your head throughout your lifetime that this is what you can expect. Another one is my father died at 60, so I'm scared to death to become 60 years old because I might die. That's something that I've heard more with men, but it's a belief. It's very strong, and... And so we can change these beliefs because these are patterns that have come to us in a very subliminal way and a very verbal way if it's repeated in the family stories. And so if we go back even further to, you know, when our parents came over on the Mayflower or maybe you were born, you know, your family lineage goes back generations in America, but of course it can't go back that far because America is, well, maybe it can actually. Pardon me for discounting that possibility. But we can trace it back to what was the beginning of our memories as far back as we can go and then see where is this still showing up in my life. And so when I work with people, it's a very sacred time to explore how it feels in your body. Where do you feel these emotions or get these pictures, little vignettes of of, of things, you know, flashes of pictures in your mind that are connected to that feeling? Some of them may not be yours. It may be mama's stuff. It may be your dad's stuff. It it can be inherited based on what their beliefs were that they raised you with based on their childhood. And so when we ferret out that information, and you can take a look now as an adult, mostly I work with adults. Children are very quick because they don't have a lot of baggage. But adults do have a lot of baggage. And and so as we work and and visualize it's really visualization and and seeing where do i feel this it's the somatics of the body because everything that we have heard seen felt imagined is stored in our body all those feelings if you don't if you aren't doing some kind of therapy to let it out then it's in your body and when it's anger or resentment or rage these things that are pushed down which I'm talking to all of us now, regardless of your gender, if there's unresolved issues, those are the things that make your stomach hurt. And years ago, many, many years ago, ulcers were, were very common until they decided through research that ulcers were due to stress. It wasn't, nobody wanted to have ulcers after that because that meant you had to do the work. And talking about it is one way to work with it, and it's a very important way. But using the body and thinking about, talking about the feelings, the feelings are what lift. The feelings are what change. The feelings are what we can find together. We can take a look at, wow, what what was I really feeling here when I was five years old and they totally forgot to pick me up and I was left all alone and I was hungry and I was cold and and they didn't notice that they left me and I was abandoned. Abandonment is huge. And 
until we get to the source of that, to the root cause of that, that feeling of abandonment keeps recurring in our life, even as adults, sometimes especially as adults, because we can't keep a relationship. We can't keep a job. We keep moving from house to house to house, trying to get away from that feeling, but it goes everywhere you go because it's part of who you are. It's part of your story. And so as we move the stories up and out and take a look from an adult point of view, now we have an understanding. You know, maybe you're a parent or you're an auntie or an uncle and and you understand the stress that, that is inherent in raising children and putting them, you know, the schools and the homeworks and the emotions. And all of a sudden you go, oh, my gosh, you know, here I thought my mom hated me and she just had a migraine. You know, I didn't get that my singing too loud or making a bunch of noise, that wasn't the problem. The problem was what was happening inside of mom. But I never sang again because of what she said in that very moment. Hurt my feelings so deeply that I just buried my voice. Or someone said to me something that I was so embarrassed that I never tried it again. And and so that's how we get small. And this is about let's clean house. Let's really look behind the couch and see what's there. Pull up the rug and see what's there. And we can take a look at it that there's things we find that we go, oh, my gosh, I was a really good artist. Why did I stop doing that? Or I have a beautiful voice. Why did I stop singing those kind of things come up with everyone in one way or another that is comforting. And yes, we want to hold on to a little bit of the story because it's what made us who we are. It's what gave us the strength. But now, today, we need you to be in your sovereignty. And and women, I particularly want to say this to you, it is not being about harsh and demanding It is about being clear about what you want, what your needs are, what you can do for yourself, and then delegating what you want others to help you with so that you can receive the benefit of it being a community that that in a household or in a job, we all contribute to the culture, if you will, of our life, how we want things to go, if we want serenity at the dinner table, or if that's where you want to discipline the children for what went wrong in school that day. That doesn't feel good, you know, when you are you have angst at the dinner table and you're eating. It's a poison that goes yeah. inside I with every that, bite. What you're bringing forward and I'm just, you know, tracking the time is a really good time to bring in the practice you wanted to share because at this point a lot of what you shared has probably stimulated something in our listeners' awareness that they can use as a um, something in the alchemy of transformation that you're offering in this practice. So would love to have you uh, share your practice and describe for us what this is, how it works, and um, guide us through this. Give people okay know what they need I, to prepare. Yeah, I would love to because this is a practice that takes just a few minutes. It's it's one tiny little facet of what I do overall, but it's powerful and it works, and so. If you happen to be triggered by anything that I've said, I want you to know first off that I'm just sending you loving hugs and and the security that you are loved and cherished, that if you're listening to this, you are called to do more inner transformation for yourself, and you can, and it's powerful and you will be a better, more alive person 
explore this. So here's a little piece. So the first thing I want you to do is calibrate where you're at. When you were hearing what I was talking about, just let your eyes close for a minute and see on a scale of 1 to 10 how big the energy was. And it may be a little, it may be a lot. So typically what our mind wants to do is start chewing on this and, and regurgitating the details. And and so I'm going to call that the committee or the monkey mind. It starts going round and round and it's hard. You know, when somebody offends you and, and you replay it over and over and over, um, it's kind of like commercials on TV. Annoying. And so you calibrate where you're at and say, let's just say it's, well, Cindy, you pick a number. Do you have a number that you could, you know, if you're imagining this being triggered, can you help out with this and, and offer a number between 1 and 10? Yeah, 1 to 10 and 10 being the most intense. Um, yeah. I'd go with a, a 7. Okay. Just, yeah. Uh, okay. Like so now what you're going to do, there's three steps. One is eye movement, so you're looking like you're you're keeping your head straight, and you're going to look to the right. So just if you're in a room, you can actually use the corners of the room. Okay, you're going to the right and then back to the left. So straight across, and you're doing this about ten times, and I'll count for you. Okay, and then the second step is you're going to close your eyes tight. And as if you're pulling this up from your body, as you open your eyes, you shoot the energy out of your eyes. And and it will happen naturally, so it's not something that you have to try hard to do. You just shut your eyes tight and then open. And the third thing is three deep breaths to clear out the rest of it. And then we'll recalibrate. So let's begin with the eye movement, and your eyes will blink naturally, so you're going to go like right and left, like you're trying to look over your ears, back and forth, back and forth, pretty quick. It's it's a quick thing. Okay, couple more, and now stop, and shut your eyes tight, and pull it up and open. Again, tight and open. Once more, tight and open. And now taking a nice deep breath in through your nose, filling up your belly. Very nice. And now out of your mouth, big voice. Ha! Again, in through your nose and use your voice. Ha! And again, in through your nose, nice deep belly, into belly breath. And just gently, ha, let it go. And notice what has happened to your body. My guess is that it has just settled down gently, more relaxed. What are you noticing, Cindy? Yeah, exactly what you said, gently relaxing. I notice in particular the area of my body where I generally hold tension in my shoulders, in my jaw, was noticeably relaxed. Beautiful. So let's recalibrate. On a scale of 1 to 10, what are you feeling now? Like a 4. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a process that takes less than a minute. What it is doing for you with the eye movement and the blinking, the shut um, and open, and the breath is connecting the right and left hemisphere of your brain so your whole mind is working together. When the committee is going, that's only one side of your brain. So we want, you know, the the body side to connect to the heavenly side, the spiritual side, and then it's calmer. It 
your brain is able to think more clearly to bring in oh understanding a little bit of self-forgiveness and oh okay this isn't the big deal I thought it was I can let go so where you can practice this it feels yeah it feels like a a form of energy medicine like there's a something (laughs) was blocked energetically right and you're bringing it into conscious awareness through a habitual pattern of thinking that's sort of stuck in a loop around this blocked energy and then as you're doing the practice you're moving your eyes and connecting left and right hemisphere um, linking it's sort of like tapping it out but you're not tapping it it's getting that energy to move again and so everything that you're tightening around in your body that keeps that pattern stuck dissolves as the pattern collapses and then energy starts moving again so it feels like you know a form of qigong or energy medicine but i love how simple and quick it is and you can do it anywhere you can do it in a board meeting you can do it when maybe somebody cuts you off and you're stuck at a red light it takes just a few seconds or in a grocery line or you forgot something it's like just okay, there's too many things on your plate, honey. Let's just take a little bit off. Like taking the anxiety out of what you need to do today and, and the, you know, letting go of the things on the B list. You don't have to do those. You can move them down. Just keep what you actually have to do today, like get to work on time or get the kids to school on time or turn in the papers, pay the bills that it takes the angst away. And if you practice this more, then it becomes more natural. The key is to, when you're really in the thick of it, try to remember it there. Or or take a, a pose or or um, actually, I, help, I always anchor in a word or a color that comes forward when I'm working with the inner child um, so that you can anchor, you can take a hand over your heart and bring up, oh, that's right, I have all the time I need to finish what I need to finish. Or I really am, I'm a cherished, precious human being. I love myself. I love myself. I love who I am. And and so these are, there's there's, it's a very rich and full program that I offer to bring you to the ability to really look yourself in the eye in the mirror and say, I love you. I love myself. And I cherish who I am. I cherish my temple. I'm important. I have, I'm here for a purpose. And that purpose is the thing that I love doing the most or that I'm most drawn to, and when I love myself enough, I give myself the sovereignty to make choices that are for me. Allowing some of the influence of the outer world, but really bringing it down to, I'm doing these things so that I can really appreciate who I am, whether it's being in a job you don't really like, but it pays the bills and it lets you be living in the place you want to live so that you can do the things that you love doing. And and so that is a form of sovereignty, even if you don't like your job. You you find the way to make it work for you. And, and being self-acceptance, this is a step in your life. It's not your whole life. These are steps that you right. take and I have Beginning lots with. of tools to to help people move yeah, through. Yeah, you and, and, and I love that. Um, i sorry to interrupt, but we're getting to the end of our time and I just want to reinforce what you, you know, were saying earlier um, about you know, see, how 
seeing ourselves differently, you know, that you are worthy, you know, you um, are valuable without something needed in the external world to prove that. It just is because you are, right? And that yes. uh, you don't have to hustle to be worthy. You know, you just are. And I want to oh. just ask if um, this process that you taught us, which is very uh, quick and effective, easy to remember, like you said, portable, you can do it anywhere. Can somebody use that on, say, a physical challenge? Because I know a lot of people are dealing with, it might not be an emotional charge from a past experience of neglect or abandonment, but it could be an existing current physical challenge like pain that they're dealing with in their body, can they use this practice for that? Yes, I think it can be used in any way that you are guided to use it. And um, diminishing the pain, putting it in a box and then a smaller box and a smaller box is another way. Um, But see, a lot of pain is intensified by our emotions around it, by our fear of what it's preventing us from doing or how am I going to get help? How am I going to make it to this next thing I have to do? And and that's an internal angst of how am I, how's this going to work? But what I really want to express at this moment is that if you are here and you are listening to this, we need you. We need you to step up, do the inner work in whatever way you're guided to do, whatever looks best to you, so that you can fully show up for what's happening in our world today. Because we need everyone on board that cares about the world and is willing to take the time to do the things like, you know, how you feed your body, how you get rid of your trash, what you know, your practices in daily life, what do you care about? And like Marianne Williamson said, learn your history. Learn your American history so you know what's really going on in the world. That the time of being kind of airy-fairy is, and that's not what I really mean, but, but kind of ambivalent, the time of being ambivalent is over, that we all need to step up and be a part of this world if we expect it to be a good nurturing. You know, Mama Earth is alive, and we have to take care of her as we take care of ourselves. And as we take care of ourselves, we take care of other people by example and so many other ways. And the children are our future. So what we show them about love and acceptance, and it, it's, you know, it will affect us forever, seven generations yeah. down. It's perfect how we're coming to closure on our time together and how you brought this full circle in really making that connection between the matriarchal lineage and the earth as being, you know, the mother earth and, you know, this uh, healing the lineage on the um, the yin aspect of our nature and there's a reclamation of that happening and many women are becoming conscious of that and doing it in their own way. But the, the larger collective field of awakening and awareness is drawing those that are ready to serve into their position for this to come together in a way that um, reveals what's, what's emerging is our true potential as a species. So it's it's really connected to um, the offspring that we're producing and how we're raising them and how we're culturing them and supporting and nurturing and educating them 
by what we're modeling. And so what I'm hearing you say is that, um, similar to what Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. So model and demonstrate, you know, what you want to see reflected in those around you and especially the children and to get involved in not just the raising of your own children and grandchildren because you and I are of that age. We have we have children and grandchildren. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. Every, every child is our child and our grandchild. And um, the whole idea that it takes a village is, is what we're returning to that this let's see how how do I put it this sort of agenda that has been imposed on our consciousness that of independence and not needing anyone else that we're you know capable and independent and we, we're doing this on our own has always been an illusion nothing ever gets done alone we are even bringing a child into a world Totally. Yeah. And to right, embrace that. It's an interdependence that we are all dependent on each other and what happens, whether it's, you know, raping the earth on one side of the country and bringing riches to the other. I mean, that's a whole other topic of how much waste Americans create. Mm-hmm. And it's greed is is the basis. But we start with our own self, our own home, our own community to really be the change we wish to see. Yeah. And get over ambivalence and, you know, (laughs) get on board because you are needed and you are here for a very important reason, which is why you were born at this critical time of our country, our world, all of the things that are happening in this time, you're here because you wanted to be, you know, a spiritual warrior or, or you know, what I could go on and on. But I just want you to know that we need you. We need you to step up and be a part and let go of the story, change the story so it empowers you and you can be there for others in the same way that you would like them to be there for you. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think we've we've spent a a few decades collecting the tools and now it's time to apply them and really take take action on, you know, moving from the intellectual aspect of understanding into the application of what we know and um, creating that momentum of the benefits of applying our wisdom and and the wisdom. I once came across a definition of wisdom that said wisdom is appreciating what you have while you have it. So it doesn't have anything to do with going after something better in the future, but what what is here now that you can be more appreciative of um, instead of taking for granted and really open your heart to receive it and, and let that energy unfold into your life, the energy of appreciation. And, and I feel that that frequency... can support the integration of what's emerging for the benefit of all as we move to that rather than this concept of what's in it for me, but what what can I contribute that benefits yes. everyone. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your contribution and your continual, you know, deep diving into the unconscious, your individual unconscious, the collective unconscious to bring these riches forward and help people apply them in their lives and 
you shared one with us. Um, is there a particular name for your tool that you want to share? Oh, it's an emergency stress relief. So it's it's part of the the rapid eye technology. Yes. And okay. um, yeah, it's it's a quick release method. Well, thank you for sharing that. And where can people reach you? Would you please share more about how people can find out about working with you and your upcoming book and and all the great okay. things you're bringing forward? Yeah, thank you. Well, I I live here in San Luis Obispo County, and I have a phone number I'll share with you. It is 805-215-8808. And I have a website that is my name. Uh, we mentioned returntojoy.com with the numeral 2, not the word, there's two of us with the same name, <laughs> but mine has the number two, returntojoy.com, or maryanyacurtis.com, and I'll spell that for you. It's Mary, like M-A-R-Y-A-I-N-E, Curtis, C-U-R-T-I-S.com, and you can email me at Curtis at gmail.com or maryanya at returntojoy.com. Either one will get to me. And put something in the header like um, win program inquiry. Uh, the book is forthcoming. I have the first draft. I'm working on the second draft. It, it is shifting and changing as I shift and change. And and so it may be another book or um, coming forward, I'm going on a Magdalene pilgrimage to France in the next month, and that is a whole another piece of my lineage and and what I was raised with my my family's beliefs, and so that may be included, or it may be a book on its own. I also I do have a book in print, um, Enchanted by Sacred Stones, Ireland. It's uh, my my pilgrimage to Ireland about 10 years ago when I found out more about my history than I knew and by experiencing the land and the stone circles that's what the book is about mainly is the sacred sites of Ireland that go back further than the time of the church and um, that is on um, it can be found on blurb.com, Enchanted by Sacred Stones. So that's what I have so far. I've lots and lots of articles that were published in paper documents, and some of them may be online, published through different organizations that may be found, and um, I'm available for talks and meetings and groups. And I love helping women empower themselves so that they can really learn to receive the gifts that the men have to give them. And and that is that I get to be served. And it's a, it's a concept that took me a while to learn, especially growing up in a household of six boys, um, my mother always served us and wouldn't sit down to be served. And so I finally am learning that, that it's okay to not take care of everybody else, that it's time to take care of my needs and let them bring me something to eat or a glass of water. It's okay to ask for what I need and accept it with Thank you. Thank you is a whole sentence and a high vibrational word. Mm. And one more thing I've got to add is please, please stop saying you're sorry about breathing or bumping into somebody in the grocery store when you're picking up the same things or making a mistake. Notice how often you say sorry and stop it. 
Empower yourself. Apologizing is a completely different energy. You are not a sorry person. That is a low vibration. And it's kind of like saying you know or um or so. These are words that we just fill in spaces with, and, and a lot of them are habits that I would like to change. But when a woman says, I mean, just do this experiment. See how many times you hear a woman say sorry. Sorry. Oh, I didn't mean that. Sorry. Stop it, please. Well, thank you again for your time and for bringing your voice forward, for demonstrating how to find your voice, reclaim it, and use it to empower others. It's been really wonderful to reconnect with you, Marianya, and to help you get the word out about you know what you'd like to share and how you would love to support and empower others to really heal this matriarchal lineage and and it's not just limited to women of course there's a matriarchal lineage in the entire species it belongs to all of us and so does this earth and how we care for ourselves is a reflection of how we care for this planet it's all connected and I'm grateful that I have to, the opportunity to have conversations with people like you and um Support more awareness on topics like these important ones. Thanks for choosing this topic. It was really mm. fun to engage with you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. And thank everyone for listening. And and um, yeah, be kind to yourself. Be kind. Yay! <laughs> Love for heals. That. It's always the answer. <laughs> All right. Aww. Thank you so much, Cindy. Well said. All right, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in. Bye for now. Bye-bye.